in 10 months. And I can, I can now understand what some of you have been blessed with for many, many, many years. And it's just an honor to be able to work with them. It's an honor to be corrected by them. It's an honor to be, uh, even with Pastor Hank sometimes chastised. Um, it's an honor because I know that where the heart comes from. I know where they're, where they're coming from. And I'm just very thankful today. And again, I just want to say before everybody, I'm very grateful and thankful to be a part of whatever God's doing in your life. I'm glad I can be right there. And I want to be there. How many of you wants to be with them? When God, when God does something amazing in our pastor's lives, don't you want to be part of it? Amen? Amen. Thank you this morning for the invitation, Pastor Hank and Pastor Rhonda. I've had a word that's been brewing in my heart for the last couple of weeks, and I feel that this is a good time to share that. Um, if you turn in your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 62, Austin, we're going to go from 62, verse 11, and then we'll be going to Luke 24, 49. Psalms 62, verse 11. <clears throat> Psalm 62, verse 11. When you're there, please say amen. amen. Y'all cheaters. Using those big screens. Psalm 62, verse 11 says, God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs unto God. I'm going to repeat it one more time because I want everybody to get this deep in your spirit this morning. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. If you turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 49, or for those of you who aren't turning and who are waiting for Austin to flip the screen, we are in the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 24, verse 49. It says this, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Father God, I just pray this morning that you will bless the reading of your word. That God, through our worship, our hearts are, are ready for the word to be able to receive the word, God. That we cannot just receive it, but we'll also apply it to our lives, God. And you'll help us, God, from this day forward to understand the true meaning of your power and your authority in our lives. And we give you praise in advance for lives going to be changed today. And everybody let Jesus say amen. 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 I want to tell you that the book of... Uh, called Webster's Dictionary. You know, if familiar with Webster's Dictionary, the book called Webster's Dictionary, I looked up the word endued, and it means to put on, to invest, or to supply with. And I tried to read this scripture over, the chapter, Luke chapter 24, verse 49, where it says, until you be endued with power from on high. What he's telling us is until the power is put upon you. Until the power is invested in you, he's telling us to tarry, to wait. And until he supplies you with the power, he's asking you to tarry. Power, according to definition, is this. It's authority and the ability to do, to control others, to dominate, to influence, and to even force. But since that far-off day in, in Eden's garden... When God gave Adam dominion over all creation and over the earth, there has been very few issues in society that have shown 
the ability to shake the world like the issue called power. Though it cannot be seen through the naked eye or viewed under a microscope, or even touched with an outstretched hand, nothing has affected humanity for good or evil more than the issue of power. I believe that power can create and power can even destroy. Power can build up and power can even tear down. Power can promote and power can even demote. Power can restore and power can even eliminate this morning. Do you believe that? Say amen. It was this thirst for power that sparked a war in the heavenlies that transformed the once wise angel we call Lucifer to the deceiving devil named Satan. There are battlefields just down the road here in Chickamauga that have bleached, uh, bleached bones of, of people who have fought wars and wars. The Civil War was fought there. There are bleached bones that are bleached with blood and stained with blood over people who have fought for the right and what they thought was power. Countries and empires have fallen. They've come crushing down. And the minute that they feel they have a need to string, to reach out and, and grab a hold of this word called power, spiritual movements have been torn apart. I believe this morning there are people who can take the word power and use it for good, but there are people this morning who are taking the word power and using it for evil. Lifelong friends have been turned into enemies the moment a position of power was at stake. Reputations have been destroyed. Families have even been destroyed. Hearts have been broken, and even ministries have been ruined as men have clashed to gain and achieve power of all kinds. This morning we know that there are political power, there is social power, there is nuclear power, there are military power, there's electrical power, in some places there's black power and even white power. But this morning I'm here to tell you that we have got to learn what God's direction for power really is. It is this thing called power that our society seems to be engaged in, for we indeed are living in a power-hungry world. Amen, anybody? Yet with all this power, we still are unable to solve the problems that affect our society and our world. Yes, even with all of our power, millions of children will go to sleep tonight hungry. With all this power, we can't seem to stop the crime and violence that continues even as I'm speaking right now in Cleveland, Tennessee. We have still have not yet rid ourselves of racism, discrimination, prejudice, and even right in our very own churches. I didn't get very many amens in that one, but I know it's true. Even with all of our power, we have found ourselves powerful, yet powerless. So powerful that we can create weapons of mass destruction, but so powerless that we can't even provide homes for the homeless. So powerful that we can spend billions of dollars to fill the heavens with satellites but so powerless that we're unable to fill bloated bellies with food. We're so powerful enough to grab all we can and can all we get, but we're so powerless to share our blessing with those around us. And if I am stepping on your toes this morning, it's okay, I've lost 50 pounds since the heaviest point of my life. It won't hurt near as bad as it could have. So powerful enough to build sanctuaries with thick 
carpets and high hanging chandeliers, but we're so powerless that we cannot even reach our own communities. We are full of power, yet we are empty of power. We are powerful, yet powerless, which tells me this morning we are in need of God's direction for power. Can somebody say amen? amen. We know that not all power is bad, but power comes with instructions. And as a church, we have failed to follow the instructions that God has given us. And because of our failure to follow and ask for instructions, so many times we'd rather drive around or walk around like eagle-filled men, not willing to pull over and ask for directions. No wives need to say amen in here. So listen, men think that we know our directions and our directional path, and we have a built-in GPS. And three or four hours later, your wives are looking at you saying, I thought your GPS worked just right. Sometimes we are filled with egos. We don't want to stop and ask for directions, and that's what it is with God. A lot of times, he's waiting for us to stop and ask. So many times, we, we fail God because we don't take the time to ask God. Everything comes with conditions. If you'll help me for a second, the Bible says, if you knock, it shall be. If you seek, you can. If you, you shall. So everything comes with a condition. He's telling you, if you do your part, he shall do his part. So this morning, we want to get God's direction for power. So many times that we have in our minds that we can do things on our own. You don't need to say amen. Maybe some of you could say on me. But we have times in our lives where we feel that we can do things on our own. Times that we feel that we can make this happen on our own. But I'm here to tell you this morning, unless you get plugged into what God has for you, you'll never make it on your own. If you believe that, somebody say amen. amen. I believe that somewhere we have forgotten that the instructions said to help others as opposed to helping ourselves. We've overlooked that part in the Bible that said build and edify as opposed to pulling down and destroying. And I have, Jesus may be calling me right now. I don't know what's going on with my phone here. Oh, he said, good job, son. Oh, thanks, God. I just appreciate that. Amen. And for the person who just texted me in this building right now, I will talk to you later. It's a good time to take a drink of water. Thank you, Jesus. That's, that's a first for me. Somewhere we've forgotten how the instructions have said to help others as opposed to helping ourselves. We've overlooked the part in the Bible that said build and edify as opposed to pulling down and even crushing. We begin playing power games over power lunches, wearing power ties, attending, uh, attending power conferences, becoming power brokers while we go on our power trips. 
We have lost our tenderness. We've lost our sensitivity, which tells me this morning we are in need of a new purpose, a fresh vision, a fresh anointing of God, a renewal of the proper attitude. We need God's direction for power in this place this morning. Can somebody say amen? I have come to understand this morning that all power comes from God. God is power. He was not given power. He is power. He did not inherit power from a long-lost relative. He is power this morning. He was not delegated to him. The puff of smoke over St. Mary's Cathedral did not commission him. The National Baptist did not deputize him. And neither did a majority vote of the Church of God General Council deputize him. He is God all by himself. He is power all by himself this morning. You need God's direction for power. How many are thankful for God's power in this place this morning? He is the Lord of power. He is the king of power. He is the unelected, self-appointed president of power. He is the prime minister of power this morning. He is the emperor of authority. He is the magistrate of majesty, and he is el presidente of omnipresent. Glory a Dios. If you're Spanish, somebody say hallelujah. There was none after him. There will not be none before him. There was none after him. He said no predecessor. He has no successor. You did not elect him. You cannot preach him. And guess what, baby? He ain't about to resign. God is power. Somebody say amen in this place. Whew. I'm getting a little sweaty worked up up here. I'm going to have to calm down. Take a... Everything that is, everything that was, everything that shall be, they are directly connected to God. Even the devil, I want you to get this in your spirit. If nothing else gets in your spirit today, get this there. Even the devil is living on power that is borrowed from God. The devil has to borrow power from God. He can't do anything unless God allows him to do it. Mm -mm -mm. We see in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 13, you don't have to turn there if you don't have it with you, that even in the Lord's Prayer it says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. He has all the power this morning. How many are thankful this morning that God has all the power to control and to control in your purpose and your destiny in your life? He has all the power. Amen? Amen? I believe this morning the question is that God, with all this power, why is the church so weak? That's a good question, Pastor AC. You can give us an answer? Gladly. Thanks for asking. Why is it that our pews are full of bound believers and the church has more fashion than passion. Why is it that our ministries are more pathetic as opposed to prophetic? I heard that back there. Somebody's going to get a preach on here in a second. More powerful as opposed to being steadfast. We need God's direction this morning. I believe the answer is found in the fact that we have become disconnected from the power source. We've gone in our own activities, and our own programs. We have gotten so far away from what God wants that we become disconnected from the 
power source himself. I'm reminded of a story I'm going to tell you here quickly. I once heard about a janitor working in a large public building. The janitor's job, Pastor Hank, was to vacuum every floor in this high-rise, and he would get his vacuum out, and before he would hit power on the vacuum, he would get his iPad out, or his iPod, and he would put his earbuds in, and he would crank up some music. It had to be my music, I'm sure. I'm, I'm the one telling the story, so he was listening to some good music, and he'd start bebopping around, you know, getting his little dance on. I didn't say he was Church of God or anything. I just simply said he was bebopping around, and he was getting his groove on, and he started listening, and just just having a good time. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you listen to headphones while you're vacuuming and cleaning, right? Okay. So he's just bebopping around. He's vacuuming. And he's just going over paper. And, and, and everything's going good. And Pastor Hank, he just keeps on going and keeps on going. And he doesn't realize that he's gotten so far away that he has become disconnected from the outlet. But because the music is so loud, because the noise is so loud, He's running over paper, and the paper's still there. He's vacuuming the dirt, but the dirt is still there. He's, he's, he's trying to clean, and he doesn't know that behind him he's still leaving a trail of dirt. And the reason why he doesn't realize is because he doesn't understand or realize he has become disconnected from the power source. And so many times in church... We get so wrapped up in the program. We get so wrapped up in the music. And, and we get so wrapped up in the things that we need to do to make things go so smooth. That we fail to recognize when we become disconnected from the power source. We run over people that come in here with a poem, nice music, a good word. And people came in here drunk and they leave drunk the same way. And I ain't talking about in the Holy Ghost. People come in here messed up and they leave messed up because we've become so disconnected from the power source. I'm a firm believer that when people walk in to this building here at the Church of the Harvest, when they walk in, even when they drive on the property, they should feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this place. I believe when they walk into this building, their lives can be changed just because of the atmosphere. They don't need the music. They don't even need the word sometimes. I believe that the power of God can be so strong that lives can be changed. If you believe that, somebody say amen. I've heard stories of people who have just driven by places where the anointing of God was at. Didn't even stop, didn't have to get out, but because the anointing was so strong that it just began to saturate the neighborhood and as people would drive through the neighborhood, healings took place, deliverance took place. And I long for the day that people drive by this place again and people are set free and delivered because they felt the anointing of God falling upon the place as they drive by Church of the Harvest. How many want that day to happen again? Amen? Let me tell you, it's a secret. It's getting connected to the power source. This morning we have become so disconnected and whatever your story may be, whatever situation you may be in this morning, you know your situation. You know that you've come so far away from the Lord you become disconnected. This morning only you can make that choice to get plugged back in to the power of God. But I believe this morning that in order for us to be effective, in order for you to be effective not only in the church but in your home, in your job, 
your family. You've got to stay connected to the power source. You've got to get plugged back into the old rugged cross. You've got to get plugged into the blood of Jesus. Because I believe that blood is a blood that is a line that the enemy cannot cross. But I'm telling you, when you get disconnected from the power, you're eliminating the bloodline. Come on, somebody. You believe me this morning. If you get connected to the cross, if you let the blood of Jesus saturate your life, the power of God is so strong in you that there's no room for the enemy. This morning, you have got to get plugged back in to the power source. I believe this morning that if this janitor is going to get himself plugged back in, if this janitor is going to have an opportunity to clean up the mess that he is paid to do, he's going to have to take off the earphones. He's going to have to take, turn the iPod off. And he's going to have to realize he's become disconnected. And this morning, some of us are going to have to put away some of the junk in our lives. Put away with some of the people that are, are a negative influence on our lives. So we can recognize that we have become disconnected from the power of God. I believe if I gave you an opportunity to testify this morning, and some of you could stand up and say how God did things for you years ago. How many of you could be able to stand up and testify, oh God healed me then, and he saved me then, and he did this, and he did that. And, and I look at you and I say, how long ago was it? Oh, it was years ago. And you're still sick today. You're still struggling with your walk with the Lord today. You still question your salvation today. You still question whether or not God's going to supply your need according to his riches and glory. If you're questioning things, that means you're not connected to him. I'm a firm believer this morning. In order for us to, to accept what God has for us, we've got to be connected to what God has for us. I've come this morning to get plugged in. If you want to sit there like a knot on a law with your educated, I think I stole this one from Pastor Rhonda, sophisticated, refrigerated self, go right ahead. But I've come this morning to get plugged in. We don't have time in these last days to go through the motions anymore, folks. No more playing church anymore. We, we don't have time for religious services. We need the move of the Holy Ghost. We need to get charged with the power of God. See, there are some people that are they're nice people, easy to get along with people until you get some power and, and until they get a promotion and then they walk around acting like they're the best thing that happened since, in the church since the cordless microphone. See, they no longer experience the power of love, but the love of power. And that same person who promised to never abuse and never to do what those people had done before, develop a bad case of amnesia, and they end up being consumed by the very power they said they would never be consumed by. <laughs> I believe that there's ever an issue that would ever destroy the church in America. I don't know exactly what it would be, but I can promise you, guarantee you this, it would be somewhere centered around the ministry's distorted thirst for power. It is that distorted thirst that causes men that are supposed to be brethren to, do, to turn and do war with one another. I know none of you know anything about that this morning. But it's a distorted thirst that drives men to engage in dirty church politics, ruining reputations and even ruining families. It's a distorted thirst that causes church councils to take authority over pastors and leaders to enable them to receive wise counsel. 
It's that distorted force that causes a church councils to take authority over their pastors. It's a, it's a distorted force that causes people to feel that they have a monopoly over leadership in the church as well as in society. I believe it's a distorted force that breeds a me, myself, and I attitude, a dog-eat-dog -dog mentality. And it's my belief that if we continue to abuse the power of God, we will lose what God has given us. This morning, we can't abuse what God has for us. I believe that this distorted thirst that so many churches in America have been consumed by. Listen, I'm just thankful. I really, I'm be, I'll be thankful this morning that we have pastors who just are led by the Spirit of God. And I'll be honest, it's kind of hard, it's kind of hard to argue with the Spirit of God. Really. I can argue with people who have man-made ideas all day long, but when somebody says, this is what God's telling me to do, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to shut my mouth and listen. Okay, I'm just going to go on from that one because I, I feel that i got some people that... Uh, there must be in God's plan and in His Word a model for the purpose of power. And I found that model in the life and ministry of Jesus. And I just want to share that with you for a second before we get ready to wrap up. You see, when Jesus came to the earth, his mentality towards power and ministry was a clash with those that were already established. See, the Pharisees, they ruled by religious intimidation. The Roman government, they ruled by the power of the sword. But Jesus said, I come to rule the power of love and servanthood. I believe this morning that if we're going to love somebody, we've got to learn to serve somebody. Pastor sings a song. It's an old rock and roll song, and I'm, I just drew a blank, but you've got to serve somebody. Can you tell me the first line of that, Pastor? Because it was relevant to what I was about to say, and I can't remember it. It may be the devil. It could be the Lord. But you've got to serve somebody. You're going to have to serve somebody. And if you're going to serve somebody, it might as well be the Lord. I mean, can we get an amen out of somebody you know, over that one? It's, I believe this morning that we have got to do as Jesus said, to come and rule by the power of love and servanthood. The question we must ask ourselves is why do we want power in the first place? There are so many that want power for all the wrong reasons. There are so many people who want power to get revenge on those who have wronged them in the past. People who want power so they can hold sentences of life and death, maybe even over ministerial careers. Some want power to have their name in light. Some people want to build a kingdom of me, myself, and I. I just want to remember all the power that God has. It comes from him to us. I believe this morning that we are in need of God's direction for power. Don't complain to me because nothing is going your way when you know you're not connected to the power source. My dad once told me a long time ago, he said, son, don't complain with what you tolerate. If you're going to tolerate it, don't complain about it. And this morning, if you're going to tolerate the enemy running rap shot over your life, if you're going to tolerate the enemy speaking negative voices in your head, and don't complain about it. But I can tell you, if you plug yourself into the power source this morning, 
God can give you strength. He can give you wisdom. He can give you knowledge. He can give you authority to speak over the enemy, to speak health to your mind. This morning, if we will just get connected to the power source, we don't have time for religious services anymore. There's no time for emotionalism or even legalism. There's no time to play church. It's time to get plugged in, plugged back into the power source that is Jesus Christ this morning. I'm going to leave you with this last quote. I believe that this kind of wraps it up in a nutshell. But if you can't worship God, it's hard to expect anything from God. If you can't worship Him in the bad times, it's hard to expect Him to bless you in the good times. I was ministered to this morning by watching so many of you worship this morning. I have seen a transformation since I've been here. How some of you have just begun to step out and worship God. And there's one way to get plugged in to God is be able to worship God. God wants you to worship Him in spirit and truth. God wants you to get plugged in. And there's no better way than to cry out to our Abba Father. This morning, we've got to get connected to that cross. I'm telling you, when they nailed him to the cross, he nailed everything that we've ever gone through. When they beat him with the, the cat of nine tails, so they say, for every stripe he took on his back was for you and I. This morning, he provided the power that we need this morning. It's time to get connected. It's time to get replugged back in. It's time that we quit being the janitor this morning. It's time we take off all the blinders and all the headphones and everything that's got us blinded and, and, and blocked from hearing the fact that we're disconnected. And this morning, I'm going to offer you an opportunity. Offer you an opportunity. Josh, would you come to the, to the keyboard, if you would, please? I'm going to offer you an opportunity this morning as we get ready to pray. Some of you may have never received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Some of you may have received him and you're struggling with your walk. Some of you may have received him a long time ago and you just kind of feel, man, God forgot my address. He doesn't know where I live. I'm crying out to him and he's just not listening to me. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you are really there? You've been there before. You're there now. This morning, I want to give us an opportunity to get plugged back in. I want us to have the opportunity to know that when we come into this place, that we can cry out to our Father. We can get plugged in. Matter of fact, you don't have to wait to get here. You don't. You don't have to wait to get here. Every week, one of our pastors is preaching a powerful word. Grab a CD. Listen to it. Get some praise and worship going on in your car, in your house. Get connected to God. There's so many people, even in this room I've talked to, who tell me, you know, I'm struggling with hearing hearing the negative voice, hearing the things that are being told to me that I'm struggling trying to stay afloat and trying to keep my head above water. And the same answer I keep giving them is this. Quit listening to the negative. If it's negative, it's not coming from God. God has plans to advance you. God has plans to prosper you. He doesn't have plans to tear you down and crush you. His plans are to lift you up above the junk, above the curse. This morning, if you'll just 
get connected. Would everyone stand with me this morning? Let's just get ready to go to the Lord in prayer just for a minute. And I'm going to offer here at the, the end for those who need some prayer. With every head bowed and your eyes closed, just indulge me in this for just a moment. If you're here this morning and you have never received Jesus as your Savior, I want you to slip your hand up. My, my eyes are closed. Everyone's eyes should be closed. Just slip your hand up. It's, it's between you and God. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you want to do that today, would you just slip your hand up real quick and give you just a moment. next thing is if maybe you've received Jesus and over the past months maybe past years you seem to have kind of fallen by the wayside you, you seem to feel like you're always under attack you're always looking up from the bottom and you're wondering whether or not God even knows who you are if he's listening to your prayers if that is you this morning, I want you to lift your hand up. Just lift your head up and slip it back down. Maybe some of you this morning who have had a great relationship with God and man, you just have been plugged in and you have just witnessed so many miracles and things going on in your life. But in the same token, it seems like for every great thing, great miracle going on in your life, there's something devastating seems to happen. And I want you to, I mean, I'm, I'm, my hand's lifted in this one. I'm, I'm not ashamed this morning. That'd be the first one to say it. And I just feel that so many times God is just connecting me with the right people. And days later, I'm just wondering why I was connected to other people. It's just, it seems like it's just a never-ending cycle for some of us. If that is you this morning, I just want you to slip up your hand. You, you believe in God, you've got a, a relationship with Him, you know you're saved, you know if you die today you're going to heaven, but you just seem to, every time you seem like you take two steps forward, you take three steps back. If that is you, I just want you to, to slip your hand up. This morning, the reason why I've asked for those three categories is because no matter which category you belong to, or you raise your hand for, maybe some of you raising for more than one, I believe that the true answer to solving our issues this morning is figuring out a way to get rid of the junk that's clouding our vision and blocking our, our audio and blocking our, our hearing to know that we become disconnected. There's an old song that simply says there's room at the cross for you. Though many have come, there's still room for one. There is room at the cross for you. And this morning, that's the whole meaning of this, this message this morning, is there's still room for you to come down and be plugged in. Whether you've never been plugged in and this is the first time, or whether or not it's time for you to reduce your battery and get plugged in, and whatever it may be this morning, I want to encourage you to step out from where you are if you feel 
secure in doing that if you feel uh, led to do so. And, and find yourself a spot, whether it be standing, whether it be kneeling. You know, there's no, there's no specific way to do this this morning. God wants to know your heart. He wants to know where you're coming from. Find you a spot, whether it be at the altar or at your seat. And I want you to begin to cry out to God. I begin to ask God this morning what it is that needs to be removed from you so that you can be connected to Him. All the power that God has this morning is at your access. But unless you're connected to Him, you have no access. So this morning as we get ready to worship with some music here, I just want you to come down. Find you a spot. Just take a few minutes. We're not going to be very long. We know today has been a long day already. And I want to be respectful of your time. But more than so, I want to be respectful of God's time. And I believe that there are people here this morning that need to get rejuvenated. People that we need to get reconnected to God right now. And if that is you, I just want you to step out right where you are. Come on, don't hesitate. Don't delay. Step out where you are. Come on. Come on, let's get plugged back into the power source of God. It's been a long time since you felt the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. I want you to step out. Come on, seek after God this morning. And if you didn't, if you don't fall into any of those categories, I want you to find somebody. Find somebody that God leads you to and come pray with them. And agree with them this morning that God is going to deliver and set free and, and break chains this morning so people can have freedom to have the power of God. Come on, step up. I'm not 